Welcome to Off the Record, talking real estate with Joe and Michaela. If you're interested in the Portland, Oregon real estate market and want the unvarnished inside scoop, you've come to the right place. Thanks for giving us a listen. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Off the Record, and we are going to be talking about a really uh, interesting topic today. But first, Michaela, how is your, how's your day going? It's good. Thank you. The sun is out and it's Friday, so I'm in a good mood. I love it. I have a little theory that when the sun comes out, the real estate market really starts heating up. I like that theory. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, that and lower rates will get it done for us. So our topic today, we're going to be talking about the five most affordable areas in the Portland metro area. And we have so many people right now that are challenged with affordability just with interest rates peaking up a little bit. It reduces that amount that people can afford. So there's a lot of people looking at, okay, if I wanted to be in a certain area, but I really can't afford that now, but I really want to get into a home, here are the areas that they can look at that might be a little bit more affordable for them. And also, for the investors out there who are looking, especially first-time investors, where am I going to get the most bang for my buck? And so we'll talk about it in that regard as well. But probably the first thing we want to do is define what the Portland metro area is. So how would you define that? Yeah. So when I just did a simple Google search and it included quite a bit of the surrounding counties, Multnomah County, Washington County, Columbia, Yamhill, Clackamas, and Clark County. So all of those areas are still considered Portland metro, which I thought it was a little closer in. But Yeah. It, and that's a huge area. And I think one of the things that I've noticed over the years is people get really focused in on one or two different areas. And if there was ever a time to broaden your horizons as far as figuring out what other areas might fit what you're looking for, I think there's a ton of different uh, selections, different properties, different styles that are out there. And just going out and touring around and figuring out what Portland Metro has to offer, this might be a good time for that. But based on the market action report from RMLS, we were able to bring some numbers together for you. And just as a reminder, a lot of the things that we talk about in our podcast, we will have the graphics for on liveportland.com. That's L-I-V portland.com. You can go to our podcast page and we'll have a lot of the different graphics on that. But let's talk about the five different areas and maybe you can run down which are the most affordable and what those average price points look like. Yeah. So when I pulled that information as of March of 2023, like you said, I found that the most affordable, the lowest average price point, I guess you should say, was in Gresham Troutdale area. And that was at 486200 So yeah. pretty affordable for a first-time home buyer. And we're talking about single family homes in this category. So not including condos, attached homes, just single families. And then the next runner up or actually Columbia County came in even under that. And that was at 463,000. Yeah. I was going to say Columbia County is always pretty much the most affordable area. And for those of you that don't know, you go up highway 30 from Portland or over Cornelius Pass. If you're in uh, Bethany, Pelvetia, Hillsborough area and Scappoose, St. Helens, Columbia City, we just sold a property in Columbia City, 400. 185000 for a huge home with a little peekaboo view and very, very nice property in a, in a neighborhood that, you know, you walk two blocks and you're down on the river. It was mm-hmm. pretty spectacular. Yeah, it was almost 3,000 square feet. It was a big house. So yeah. for that price point, it might be worth considering living out, living a little further out. Yeah, it's a half an hour to Portland. It's a half an hour to tech and uh, the high tech corridor and that type of thing. So Columbia County, definitely worth uh, looking into. I actually started my management career out there many, many years ago and absolutely fell in love with 
Scapu St. Helens area. It, so many good people up there. Great infrastructure, shopping, everything you need right up there. So definitely something that you should take a look at. Yeah, it's a good area. And then next in that category is Southeast Portland. So that average price point is 496200 which is great. And then we have North Portland ringing in at 509000 is the average price point. And then Hillsborough Forest Grove, 524000 And then not far behind that is Beaverton Aloha area. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a lot of surprises there. I think North Portland being at 509,000 is incredible to me. And that is a testament to how fast that community has grown. You know, how much people have really invested there. I remember when I first started 1995, I think it was 99,000 was a median home sale up there. My first listing that I ever had was up in North Portland. And we sold it in two weeks, I think, for 99000 And a little three-bedroom, one-bath, great home. So it's amazing to see how far the different areas have come. So Columbia County, we've talked about that, Gresham, Troutdale. The other thing that we're going to talk about throughout the podcast here is the differences between those areas. And like Southeast Portland, the style of home is so much different than what you're going to find in Hillsborough or Gresham, Troutdale. The old Portland style is really, really cool in there. So a lot of these areas might be something you look at if you're looking for a certain style, but when you match that style with the affordability, it's I don't think you can go wrong with any of these spots. Yeah, agreed. So let's talk about the neighborhood suggestions and what you get and how many affordable homes are on the market right now in those different areas. Tell me about North Portland. How many affordable homes are there active on the market? Yeah. So I did a search in just North Portland and I looked at single family homes that were currently active and under 500,000 and there were 22 that came up, which I didn't know what to expect, but I think it was higher than I thought. So that was great to see. And those homes ranged from as low as 299,000, obviously all the way up to 500,000. But a lot of times when you see homes at the lower price points being like lower than 300 or 350, you see them being fixer uppers. You have to totally come in and expect to rehab the whole property. But the one that I found, and really the five that I found at that price point were really cute. The one that 300000 was two bed, one bath uh, on a big lot, but really well maintained and updated. And it's just nice to see that you can get a cute starter home at that price point. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, you know, North Portland has so much to offer. The University Park area, Portsmouth, John's, St. John's, all of those areas have such a distinct, unique culture and neighborhood feel to them. So we kind of bunched them all together into North Portland, but within North Portland, there's so many different, really cool neighborhoods. So definitely worth a look. Let's talk about Gresham, Troutdale and Damascus. Damascus, we got to throw that into there because that really makes it a very unique area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a wide area. But when I Huge. pulled the stats for that one, there were 24 active homes on the market. Wow. I think the biggest thing I would say as far as differences between those areas and maybe like a North Portland and Southeast Portland is you can get some property in Damascus mm-hmm. and Troutdale and even in Gresham. You can get homes with much larger lots and even some acreage homes under a five under 500,000, yeah, which definitely. I don't think many people know that about the Damascus, Troutdale, Gresham areas that there is that type of opportunity out there. Right. And I've seen a lot of new construction go up recently in Gresham and even Damascus. So Mm -hmm. look out for those opportunities as well, because those can still be really affordable. 
Yeah. So let's talk about Hillsborough Forest Grove and the number of affordable properties that are in that area right now. Yeah. So typically in Hillsborough, I always find that there's less inventory out there. And I feel like when things do come on the market, they come off really quick. So if you are looking to be under the 500 range, I would be ready to buy if you're looking. So you definitely have to have your financing in order. You have to have your timeline set when you want to be in the home and you have to make a competitive offer, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And when I pulled the stats for that area, including Forest Grove, there were only 13 active homes on the market. Wow. Yeah. There are some, and we're going to talk about this in a second, but there are some really good new construction opportunities in Forest Grove, aren't there? Yeah. And South Hillsboro too. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. But Columbia County, I think I'm, I'm excited to hear how many you were able to pull up for Columbia County because it is a large area, but also that price point is a little bit below what people might expect. What did you find? I found there were 39 homes for sale. Holy smoke. That's great. And, and bigger lots, bigger homes, kind of like we were talking about our listing earlier. And they tend to hang out on the market a little bit longer than the other neighborhoods that we've been talking about. Not quite as competitive. Mm -hmm. I think that's mostly because of the time difference that maybe the commute, don't you think? I think the commute scares people. It, you feel really far out, but also... I mean, if you're working from home and you're a homebody, like I feel like a lot of people have become since mm -hmm. COVID, might be worth it to get a bigger house and move a little further out. I mean, it's still only 20, 25 minutes away, I think. Yeah, for sure. On a good day. Yeah. yeah. Let's turn our attention to new construction now. There's such a lack of inventory. So there's so few homes available and builders have really been trying their hardest to get that new inventory up. And it's been a struggle, quite honestly, here locally. But I feel like they're starting to get those numbers there. Their sales numbers have done really well over the last quarter or two. If you're thinking about buying a new construction home, I highly recommend you go visit our podcast episode on buying a new home yes. or a new construction home and everything that goes into it. Because I, I think a lot of people think, oh, it's the same as resale and with a builder and their representatives, oh, it's easy. It's a complete completely different game, completely different documents, different procedures. And you really need to know what you're walking into and have a good idea of what your plan is going to be before you ever step foot on the development, don't yeah, you think? Agreed. Especially when you do get there on the development site, you get so excited and there's they lay out countertop colors and the paint colors for you and right. you just get you already see yourself in the home before you're and even we only maybe pre approved. One of those type of homes <laughs> on this lot over here. So you're gonna have to act fast. Right. And the people right over there. <laughs> There, thinking of making an I offer. I just showed it to those people over there. <laughs> Every time without fail. Every time. And you really want to know, do you want someone representing you or are you okay with the builder representing their representative walking you through all of, all of that, but not really representing you? So there, there's a lot of different aspects to it. Highly recommend that podcast. It's a really good one that lays out everything that has to do with that. But let's talk about affordability for new construction. Where are the areas that we can find new construction homes at an affordable rate? Yeah. So looking at the west side, South Hillsboro still has a lot of great homes coming up, attached ones too. So those those can be in the 425 range all the way up to 550 for mm -hmm. you know a standard single family home. Uh, Forest Grove has a new development. They're putting up tons of homes out there and then also North Plains. Yeah. And North Plains is a great option that I feel like it gets skipped over. It's really only one more exit up from Hillsboro. It's not that far. It's one exit up and it's quick on the freeway, off the freeway. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, it's a good spot. And yeah. then the east side, the Gresham area, they still have a ton of new construction coming up as well. So Yeah. So let's talk about something that might be even more afford affordable than single family homes right now. And that is attached and condos and townhomes. 
mm-hmm. which is to me right now, a lot of people want to be in a single family home. That's just what they've dreamed of. They want a small yard and that's kind of what they have their sights set on. But I would suggest people looking at the option, especially if you're a first time home buyer of a townhouse or an attached home. An attached home would mean one big structure that's separated down the middle. One half is yours. The other half is the other owner. These type of homes right now are more affordable than single family homes. And for $425,000 to $475,000, like in South Hillsboro right now, you can get a three or four bedroom, two and a half bath, 15 to 2,000 square feet, brand new. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing there and what they're doing in Forest Grove and Gresham and some of these other places with their new construction is really, really cool because they're they're building in the parks, they're building in the, the walk areas, the private areas. They're doing it in a way that people have been asking for for years and years. And this is one of the reasons why Portland gets so many incoming relocations is people come here and see the thought that's put into the planning of of all these neighborhoods. And it's not that way around the rest of the country. You go to some of these things and they're in some of these cities, they're packing homes in to the maximum density. And the livability on that is just not what most people are looking for right now. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful over there in that South Hillsborough area and even the Forest Grove one as well. Um, And I like the townhouses that they're building. They have Mm -hmm. single car garages, sometimes an extra deep garage, which is great. So you can fit two cars in there. And then they don't have huge yards, but they have a yard, you know, a little space. A lot of times they'll turf it for you, but enough to go outside and have a barbecue and a dog. All good stuff. So let's talk about real quick, some insights in today's market. And everyone hears that prices are going down or, you know, I'm going to wait until, you know, values go down. Values for the most part have not gone down no. and have gone up in a majority of the areas and will continue to go up. And that's a function of supply and demand. There just aren't that many homes and the number of buyers that are still out there keep driving those values up. So that being said, there are a couple of areas that have decreased in value. Where are those areas in your mind from what you're seeing? Well, when we looked at the statistics based on uh, last year versus the same time of year this year, we found that the three areas where value dropped the most, which still didn't drop a ton, but those areas were Southeast Portland, North Portland, and Hillsborough, actually. Yeah, Hillsborough is an interesting dynamic because the upper end was the biggest drop. So luxury, 800, 900,000 and more. That's where we've seen some drop. Anything below a million dollars is still moving up a little bit in value, but like Forest Grove or not Forest Grove, excuse me. The other areas that you mentioned, it's pretty much across the board that it's either stayed the same or dropped a little bit. And that's not going to last forever. Right now we're forecasting What we're hearing is that with inflation somewhat stuttered, so to speak, and really handled for the most part, they're probably not going to be doing too many more price hikes or rate hikes. And that's going to allow our market to heal up a little bit. And when that happens, it's going to be back to the markets that were there just because of the supply and demand. So if you're thinking that you're going to wait until prices come down a little bit, those are the areas you want to be looking at right now. If that's your main criteria is I want something that's dropped in price a little bit. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, totally. For I 
talk to so many first-time home buyers or new investors that are just waiting, waiting, waiting for yeah. this craziness to happen and everything to drop. That's not going to happen, like you said. So yeah. hone in on those areas and you know understand that value has dropped a little bit. So if you're really looking for that deal, just pay attention to the local market and keep your eyes out. The thing about this entire conversation that I think is really important to point out is getting together with a professional real estate broker, scheduling with Michaela to sit down and talk about what your plan is, what you're looking for, and then having someone on an everyday basis looking for these opportunities for you is critical. Because if you think that you're going to find all these deals and be able to identify the different areas, because it shifts all the time, that's going to be a really difficult task. And this is one of those areas where a professional broker can be really, really helpful. And just as a reminder, the seller pays a brokerage to uh, have a broker list the property for them, but then also they're paying what's called a co-op fee for you to represent the buyer and mm -hmm. bring a buyer to them. So the buyer is not the one paying your fee, but you get to represent the buyer, which is a beautiful thing in our industry. And not, not enough people know that. So you can hire someone like yourself, a full-time professional to go find these opportunities for you. And that person can get paid at closing from the commission agreement that's in place. So that is a beautiful thing. And I, I wish more people knew that. That might be a podcast right there. Yeah, true. I think that is confusing to people. And I think oftentimes people just spend so much time by themselves on Zillow, Redfin, mm -hmm. just week after week. There's a good amount of information on there, but it's one, not always accurate. And then two, we see different information on our side on the MLS. So have somebody in your corner. You know, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost you anything. They're going to be rooting for you. So you yeah. might as well have someone working Get in touch with your trusted professional, or if you don't have a trusted professional in your life, reach out to Michaela or I, and we're happy to sit down, no obligation, and, and listen to what your, what your goals and aspirations are and see what we can do to help. And we also have a great bullpen of lenders that we work with, three or four people that are just absolutely the best. And they're the same way, you know, no obligation, just, Hey, this is what you're trying to do. Okay. Here are your different options and go from there. But getting your plan put together is incredibly important when you're talking about buying in affordable areas and, and when you're challenged with affordability and those type of things. So. Yeah. Without getting too preachy, it also doesn't cost you anything to fill out a loan application and it doesn't hurt your credit either. So. Yep. Same type of deal when you're talking about working with mortgage brokers. Yeah. So that's our podcast for today. Thank you all for joining. We really appreciate it. And if there's anything we can do to help, please reach out. All of our information is at livportland.com. A lot of the graphics from today's podcast will also be there. So until next time, Michaela, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you're interested in finding out more about Joe, myself, or the Live Portland team, you can go to liveportland.com. Thanks for giving us a listen and see you next time on the Off the Record podcast. Mm -hmm.